This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It is a special edition of the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Because of you wonderful My Talk listeners. You showed up and helped us raise a whole lot of money during Project Down and Dirty Film Fest. And as such, thank you. We are rewarding you, as promised, with a full Colleen and Bradley show of blind items. Yes! Tell them what they get. Juicy bits of gossip with the names left out. We're doing old ones. We're doing new ones. We will not do really future old ones. ones because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We might. That yeah. is true. We've got musty ones, crusty ones, Dusty hot and fresh ones. ones. <laughs> I like crusty. You Good do. Nice loaf of fresh bread. All right, well. Uh, so for those of you who maybe uh, aren't around usually when we do the blind items or you don't really, you haven't quite gotten the hang of the segment that we call blinded by the item. Let's explain. Let's just contextualize. We're going to like set the table. Get out the, oh, oh. the fine you're gonna get, china. Like, is this like your uh, professorship that you're yes. offering up here? Like I'm Professor Lindstrom and I'm going to tell you about blind items. Exactly. Okay. But the first thing you need to know is this. Uh, we you, let's talk about us. No, let's talk about though how we stumbled upon blind items in the way that we did because I know a lot of people have followed different blind item uh, deliverers, delivery vehicles in the past, but we source ours from a mostly mainly from a blogger named Enti Lawyer. That's yep. the moniker he goes by. Mm-hmm. We don't know his identity. Nope. We don't know if he's one person. We don't know if he's many people's. Um, All we know is that there is a name, Enti Lawyer, associated with a website, crazydaysandnights.net, that is full of blind items. Juicy. And the way that we first learned about it, Bradley, I I think it was a Vanity Fair article uh, around uh, the time of Harvey Weinstein's uh, crimes coming to light. And it was like buried deep in that article, sort of a passing mention about um, a person who had a blog who wrote blind items that had been talking about this for a long, long time. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was the Vanity Fair piece. I was just going back really quickly to look. That was like circa 2016. That seems like it's a little early for when mm. we incorporated blind items. Holly, do you remember when we started the segment? Because you've been hosting it from the beginning. Well, I think we started it in 2017, and there was a Daily Beast mm, okay. interview with NT Lawyer mm-hmm. that uh, was explaining 
how blind items work, his role in this. And so well, then we took it from there. And yeah. then there was, I know that we interviewed Enti Lawyer. He actually was a guest on the show. And I think there was a follow-up New York Times piece. Anyway, the moral of the story is this guy who uh, styles himself on the internet as a 300-pound entertainment lawyer in his basement, mm-hmm. um, sort of riffing on pop culture and gossip and celebrity uh, subterfuge and shenanigans. He's been around for years. Like, I don't know exactly when his blog spot started, but I would say, what? I mean, it had to have been like early 2000s. Oh, I would say it's at least 20 years old, it right? It reads that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the website itself hasn't changed since probably like 2006 yeah. or before, actually, much before. Anyway, the moral of the story is. We found out about this guy. There turns out there was a whole subculture, and uh, some of our own listeners were like, once we started bringing Anti Lawyer to the fore, they were like, oh, we've been following Anti Lawyer for years, and have you ever gone down this rabbit yeah, hole? Yeah, and we were like, thanks and, for telling us. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. <laughs> because we, truth be told, until Me Too, until the era of sort of revealing Hollywood secrets, and really out of an altruistic sense of bringing truth to power, which a lot of these stories, Me Too stories did, right? Mm-hmm. It it gave us the entree into this whole underground world of blind items that, frankly, it wasn't just us who were turned on. Many of you then became turned on, not just because, or at least of all because we created a segment out of uh, this this whole format, but also because just it hit the zeitgeist in a way where people started sort of like heading in that direction. And we could talk about why and how, and that would actually be a really fascinating like cocktail party conversation about the sort of effect of blind items on our culture and why we've started to consume them the way we have and how they've changed, blah, blah, blah. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about it over the next three hours. Can you tell we've got exciting things to talk mm-hmm. about? But the anti lawyer piece of that um, just really cemented it for us. And that's when we then in turn created the segment. That's in turn when we, I think as a show, started to, you know, nail that whole deep in the shallow concept where not everything is not what it seems. I th- and, and I'm actually glad you said that because that's kind of what I was I was thinking in this moment is the our discovery of NT lawyers blind items and then the entire conversation that was bubbling up kind of under the surface about blind items in general is part of what turned our kind of like shifted the focus of our show from being a show that received tabloid information and then twisted it up and then shared it back with you in creative and different ways to a show that questioned every single narrative because we understood that as our friend Kat Perkins says, uh, and we have now stolen and made ours, nothing is real and everyone smokes yeah. in Hollywood. The the veneer of Hollywood has been a very thick veneer and we're just kind of trying to chip away at it and see what it is they want us to believe and what the reality is. And it's a fun game. Let's be clear. The reason we do blind items is no more complicated than it's a great, it's, it's essentially crossword or Sudoku for uh, pop culture enthusiasts. It's low stakes. It's fun. So if you are just entering uh, the conversation for the first time and you know that we solve these every day, you might wonder, okay, so like, how do you, how do you kind of narrow it down? Right. There are some clues that NT Lawyer gives us. And of course, you know, the A, A minus list, A plus list, B list, C list, etc. 
that is sort of a ranking system and it kind of tells your brain like what file to go to first, yep. right? Because if you're talking about a C-list celebrity, we know that's not going to be like a Brad Pitt or an Angelina Jolie, but it might be kind of a middling reality star. So we kind of then know which drawer to go to in the file cabinet. But then there is uh, another word that sometimes accompanies A-list, permanent A-list. So if it's a permanent A-list person, we know that that is probably some sort of politician, uh, somebody who has uh, had a very large and long-standing stake in Hollywood, like mm-hmm. a Elvis or a Madonna or an Oprah, like somebody who you are never going to forget, right? So those are some of the clues that we play a lot around with. Um, there's one very specific one that we always know. A-list everything in her mind. That's Jennifer Lopez. 100% of the time. So you can kind of just, after a while, you get familiar with how uh, NT describes these people. And um, that just shorthands it for you. Some other words that you might hear us use during the course of the show today. A-literate. That does not mean a celebrity who can't read. We say (laughs) A-literate. In order, illiterate. Yeah, it's illiterate, but we say illiterate so that you know that we're not saying illiterate. Illiterate, and that just means uh, the first and last name start with the same letter, so that helps us narrow that down as well. And then there's another term that might pop up from time to time, and that is yachting. And yachting is sort of not what you might think it is at first blush. Because when when we first started, we're not on a boat. Well, as he, much as I want to be on a boat, when we first started doing these, uh, they would he would you know talk about yachters, and I would be like, I don't know anybody who sails the high seas that is a celebrity, um, or but maybe it's somebody who owns a yacht. Well, no, that's not even what it means. What is the culture of yachting, Bradley? Well, as it's just, as it's hinted to or reference in CrazyDaysAndNights.net, yachting just refers to the lifestyle of very rich people typically on mega yachts and all of the social life that goes along with it. That's a very broad definition. But within that, you've got like the seedier side would say that, um, you know, people who participate in yachting and the way that Enti will often refer to women who participate in yachting and probably sometimes men too, I would imagine, because money is money, is that there's a level of um, sex work involved or that there are people who are trying to sort of get ahead in a chosen industry. And for the reference or the purposes of our conversation, it's usually entertainers and celebrities and pop culture hangers on. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's, you know, yachters for, you know, like high profile, uh, I don't know, real estate. Uh, what Like it, the industry doesn't matter. It does to us because that's where we focus in on. But yachting writ large is nothing more than just a bunch of rich people on a yacht and shenanigans happen. And um, some people can make a career out of that. And it's, you know, think of it as sort of a networking opportunity. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes it really is nothing more than that. But sometimes it's also, you know, it's like it's it, it could be a lot of things, but it 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 truly could just be like, I want to get my face in front of, 
you know, somebody who's high up in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do that is off the coast of the Mediterranean on a billionaire's yacht during Cannes. And so some of the people that have been associated with this are celebrities like Meghan Markle, um, like uh, Priyanka Chopra. Chrissy Teigen at one point yes. got candid about the culture of yachting for yeah. the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, so you you will you will not be well. I we we tell that so that you will not be surprised at the use of the word yachting, and you'll have a better understanding of what it means and how many people really in Hollywood do that and have actually moved their career in a direction. Probably partially because of that. Oh, for sure. Uh, so we're going to dig into some blind items in multiple different fun ways uh, throughout the show. But in the meantime, in between time, we are going to also deliver you all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, the very special blind item Pew-pew! show on my talk 1071. Did you hear Second Chance Romance this week? We're doing it twice a week now on Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Jason and Alexis show in the morning. Here's a little taste. Like, things are going so well, and then all of a sudden, he's distracted. He's on his phone. I asked him, you know, is everything okay? Mm. And he played it off like he's 